WTF, we're doing a podcast. I'm Nikki. And I'm Michelle. This is 50. Welcome to What the 50. Join us on our continued journey to simplify our lives. We will seek the answers from the experts and offer tips, tools, and techniques to live your life with confidence and joy. Are we ready? Let's go. So here we are, Michelle. It's Colon Cancer Awareness Month. We're at the very, very end of it. Um, and it's Doctor's Day. Yes, National Doctor's Day. National Doctor's Day. How cool is that? We planned this perfectly. Mm -hmm. And for all the people listening from, or watching us from overseas, I wonder if they can hear that croaking lizard in the background <laughs> going. Can you hear it? I'd rather not. Okay. So yeah, we're going to talk about colon cancer. Mm -hmm. You had, you've had a colonoscopy. I've had right? a colonoscopy, yes. I did it 10 years ago, and I'm actually due for another one anytime now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I had mine last year in January. That was my second one. Because I, as, I'm sure that when Dr. Murphy comes in, he's going to tell us all the requirements of when you should be having a colonoscopy. And actually, it's not as bad as I thought it would have been. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty easy. Some people say it's the best sleep they ever had. Well, it, it really wasn't bad, and, and Dr. Murphy was my doctor too, so. Oh. Mm -hmm. So today we have Dr. Murphy, who happens to be my husband. So he is a gastroenterologist. He studied at the University of the West Indies, and he did his MBBS degree there. He graduated in, oh, should I tell him what year? No, why not? In 1997. And he did his internal medicine there as well, and then he did his fellowship in gastroenterology at McMaster. And he has a private practice at Island Medical Specialist, and he also is a, the head of the gastroenterology department at the University Hospital. So, Dr. Murphy, you want to make a walk across the stage? Actually, just say a few, just something live since you're having your first live. Oh, um, I would actually like to um, congratulate both of you for continuing on with this with the WF, WTF podcast and for really putting a lot of effort into it because I don't think people realize how much it actually takes to get these podcasts going. I think you both do a wonderful job and I hope you continue on. Thank you, Dr. Murphy. We will. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the support. And we have our director in the background, so thanks to him too. Yes, thanks to Kaylin. Thanks to Kaylin. Okay, so. So we did start asking you, um, one of the questions that we got was about um, colon cancer, and people just want to know, you know, colon cancer, what is colon cancer? It sounds like a strange question, but that was one of our questions. It's a big answer. It, um, yes. Okay, so basically colon cancer, it's actually a very unique cancer. So colon cancer is cancer of colon, which is, involves the colon and the rectum as well. Um, your colon is essentially a tube, it's like a hose, mm -hmm. and the cancers typically grow on the inside of the hose. So they're relatively easy to see in terms of the cancer world. The colon cancer itself, if you look at like worldwide, so if you look at 
the world and we look at the US and Canada and then we look at Jamaica, it actually comes up as the third most common cancer. The really? problem is that we don't really realize that. Um, a lot of the population does not realize that it's very close behind prostate and breast in most populations. Wow. We are not doing a particularly great job of pushing forward with colon cancer. Um, like you, most people know about breast cancer, breast cancer month. The majority of your audience probably doesn't know that this was actually colon cancer screening month. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something we need to do a better job on because it is in fact a very significant cancer. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, so, but you always tell me that colon cancer is preventable. True. Right? So, what do we do to prevent it? Do we do our screening? And when do we do screening? So the thing about colon cancer, again, the uniqueness of it is that it grows on the inside of the tube. And people who have colon cancer, if they have symptoms or signs of colon cancer, which are there, there are a number of them, bleeding from the bowel perhaps, mm -hmm. change in bowel habit, uh, non-specific weight loss, they come on very late. And that's actually the problem. Okay. So there was a very large study actually that had some data that looked at what what people are diagnosed with colon cancer. And it was a Norwegian study, six, like 42,000 people. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it showed very clearly, which we knew, that people don't have symptoms of their colon cancer when they're diagnosed with colon cancer. In fact, six out of every 10 people that was diagnosed with colon cancer have absolutely no symptoms at all. Oh, really? Wow, that's scary. It is scary. And the other thing is that colon cancer comes from polyps. Polyp is like a little mushroom and it grows over time very slowly. And if we take out those polyps when they're in the benign phase, we are essentially preventing colon cancer. And again, that same Norwegian study showed that three out of every four people who had polyps that were large had no symptoms either. Really? So the reality is that colon cancer can be very asymptomatic. It doesn't have a lot of symptoms until it's late, which is why when people are diagnosed with it, they have a less than optimal chance of getting up surviving their colon cancer. Again, if you just want to look at local, local data in Jamaica, 60% uh, of our colon cancer patients who are diagnosed with colon cancer do not survive their colon cancer. Well, what was that number again? 60% of well, patients who are diagnosed well. with colon cancer do not survive. So we definitely have to do the screening. Most definitely. So when, is our, when should we get a screening? Before 50, right? So the big tagline this year is 45 is the new 50. So 45, an average person who has no family history or anything like that is the age of 45. There are, there are a number of caveats too if you have a family history of colon cancer. And there, there are quite a lot of them, so it's probably not the best time to go through them now. But the average risk person is 45 years old. So 45, wow. male, female, no male, matter female, their ethnicity. Correct, yes, across the board. So speaking about a colonoscopy, what's involved in that? So a colonoscopy is not the only way you can screen for colon cancer. Right. It's my favorite, obviously, because it's the therapeutic test. So it mm -hmm. actually is a prevention study as well. But there are other ways in which you can screen for colon cancer. So I just want to make sure that we understand that. Right. There's stool testing. There's radiological testing, like barium enemas, which are very old. Um, and then there's CT colonographies. But colonoscopy is sort of the highest level of those. Mm -hmm. And the one that you can remove polyps with. So what's involved in colonoscopy? Well, it's actually a very straightforward test. Um, as long as it's done properly. So choose your colonoscopist well. Mm -hmm. um, you, are, you are sedated. <laughs> you are sedated. The day before the test is probably the most exciting, and that is pretty much with most of the sort of visualization tests. You have to watch out your bowel. So you get some laxatives the night before, going into the morning of your test, and then you come, we give you some sedation. You sleep through the entire procedure, essentially. 
and we take a small telescope about the size of your little finger and look around the mouth, and if there's any polyps, they're removed at the same time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And that whole process takes about 20 minutes. Really? Most people, yeah. It sounds scary, but it actually isn't. Right. It's not, it's really not that bad. The nice thing about colonoscopy in general is that the intervals, because it's an interval test, are very long. So if you're looking at a typical interval for a person who has no family history, no risk, and basically their first colonoscopy is normal, you're looking at a 10-year interval. Oh. Not many tests are at 10-year intervals in this world today. So mm -hmm. colonoscopy is actually fairly length, the intervals are quite long. Mm -hmm. So you already talked about the signs that you may see that you would indicate that you need to have a colonoscopy. Can you just go over those again in case you didn't do the preventative screening? Okay, so Prevention is the key. Right. right. So don't Get your wait, screening. Don't, don't wait. wait for this. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the signs, bleeding is definitely one of the biggest ones. So rectal bleeding. And okay. that ranges from bright red blood to darker blood. Okay. And then change in bowel habit is probably the most second most common one. So someone's bowel habit, which is a certain way, changes into something else. Okay. Typically, they'll get constipated or they become less frequent. Okay. Um, and then there's non-specific ones like weight loss, abdominal pain, but abdominal pain is so non-specific that mm -hmm. it may be difficult to localize the growth when it's in its smaller phase, smaller stages. And then when it gets bigger, it's a little easier to find because obviously it's growing inside. Remember, it grows inside a tube, so it's hard to pick up something. And another random question, but not all of the polyps that you remove are precancerous. That is true, yes. And the thing is that there's a number of polyps that are removed, right. and we're looking really for adenomas, which is an important type, cell type. But the reality is that when they're of a certain size, it's really hard to tell. So we rely very heavily on our pathologist to tell us exactly what that polyp was. Okay. Because remember, we've removed it during colonoscopy, so it's already gone, it's fixed. Okay, mm -hmm. and how long does a polyp, you think, take to develop into a cancer? So there's several different pathways to which that can happen. The major pathway is between 7 to 10 years. Okay. So it's a long process. So that's why you have such yeah. a long yeah. so I mean, you, have this, you have a mushroom that's growing for 7 to 10 years, and if you remove it during that time, it doesn't develop into cancer. And some people are really polyp makers too, right? Yes, they're just What's yeah. the most polyps you've ever removed from one of the question. 26, actually. Really? Wow. Yes, 26. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. You weren't expecting that number, no, right? No, I don't. Okay. And what's when you, when you have removed those polyps, what's the recovery after the colonoscopy? So, so I tell most people, your colon is a regenerative lining. Mm -hmm. If we had that on our face, I'd look a lot different right now. I'd be a lot younger looking. But when you remove a polyp, if the polyp is, a, is under a centimeter in size, you really can't even tell where it was okay. afterwards. Okay, so it's just back to normal it's activity. Pretty much, it's very, okay. yeah, you can't tell. We do have a question. Um, somebody is asking, could diarrhea be a symptom? Yes, so change in bowel habit is either diarrhea or constipation, most definitely. Okay, either, either. Mm -hmm. okay. So we have to be very aware of our bodies. Yes. Very, very important. Very um, much so. So having said all of that, the, the, it's not about the GI tract and you know, getting into the colon, so we need to know tips about our, our diet, our lifestyle, what do we need to do? Well, I knew you were going to ask me that, it's yes. the most common question yes. I get. Yes, the we have to make adjustments. Right, so yeah. um, diet is actually very important, but the problem with diet and colon cancer is that, so we look at data mm -hmm. and we make recommendations. The data for diet has never been extremely strong in terms of actually allowing us to make very solid recommendations. But there are what they call signals. So we see things going, so they're trends essentially. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a trend towards a more plant-based diet as a better method through which you can have. No ribeye. Okay. 
the, um, the the question I get the most is meat. Can you right. does meat interfere? I would say red meat. I would right. Imagine, yeah. So. Again, the signal is there. It's very. It's not particularly strong, but there is a, a bit of an indication that some people who eat very high charbroiled meats tend to have a bit more in terms of polyps over mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. One of the other modifiable risk factors is smoking. So oh. cigarette smoking. Mm -hmm. I really can't comment on the other stuff yet because it's a little bit too young. Right. But cigarette smoking definitely is in, is associated with more polyp production. Mm -hmm. um, what about you mentioned meat? We tend to eat a lot of. Barbecued, grilled, yeah. jerk. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we I need to be careful. Yeah. Okay, so we need to cut down on that. And but Jamaicans eat a lot of that. True. Yeah. Okay. But so I do some more adjustments there. Must eat a lot of roughage in general. So. And so definitely, we need to go plant-based more often. More often, yes. There's definitely a trend for plant-based. A plant-based diet being a healthier diet for the colon, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Somebody is asking. Beverly Wong is asking if when you remove the polyps, do you test them all? All of them. Okay. Every single one. Yes. So that 26 polyps, you retested every single polyp. Correct. Yes. Wow. Yes, Beverly, we tested. Them <laughs> Not that it was her. <laughs> okay. So am I? On now? Yep, that's you. So this this is to almost to the end of our time. Isn't it, that sad? We will be filled with grief, however. I'm sure that we'll, <laughs> we'll find other things to talk about on other days, if you wish. <laughs> so I have one last question. Okay. What is one thing that you want people to know about their colon health? I would like people to be proactive. Mm -hmm. I would like people to take their bowel health as serious as they take other parts of them. And that, because colon cancer in general is a common cancer, and it's difficult to detect until late, late stages, I want people to actually adhere to some sort of a screening program because the best screening test is the one you will take. Okay. So even though colonoscopy is considered one of the better tests because it's therapeutic, it's not mm -hmm. the only test. And some people are not willing to do that test. So if it's a stool test that you're comfortable with, then use that. If it's a radiological test, use that. But it's most important that you actually look at your colon. Mm -hmm. um, so, just, you know, the very last thing. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 I said it already, right? Okay. Um, it's colon, aware, colon Cancer Awareness Month. Correct. A lot of us didn't even realize it was Colon Cancer Awareness Month. So, the awareness has to be heightened, right? Um, you know, or just being aware of our bowels and what's happening. And it's probably not even something that people like to talk about. But we need to get comfortable with it and have these discussions. That is true. So we'll leave it to ladies like you to assist us in bringing, this <laughs> the awareness. And bringing the awareness to the population. Because it is actually a very important topic to deal with. Mm -hmm. It affects men and women. So yeah, equally. Equally. Somebody's asking, Tracy Cameron Richardson is asking, how can you be contacted? <laughs> uh, in here, yeah, in Island, Island Medical Specialist is the office that I work out of. Okay. Um, and it, there's a website. You can go to the website and you can contact with us there. And we will and be, we will be happy to see he's you. He's the best. He's the best. We will put the link to his office. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do that. Yes, Thank for you. sure. Um, and I think yeah, that, that is all the questions that I have seen. Oh, somebody asked if it is most common in men or women, and we answered that. And I don't see anything else. Dr. Murphy, you're the best. 
Thanks for being here with us. Okay. Oh no, someone, oh, Jessica Risa is asking, how does one check one's colon? Well, Jessica Risa, whom I don't know, we uh, just went through all of those different things. You can either do a stool test, which looks for blood, generally speaking. You can do radiological testing, which is basically usually CT-based, so a CT scan, what's called a colonography. Or you can do a colonoscopy, which is sort of the telescope test. So essentially, if you look at testing for colon cancer, there's what they call two-step tests and one-step te one step tests. So a two-step test means that if, that's, if that particular screening test is positive, you'll end up with a colonoscopy. Uh, like if you're, you have blood in your stool, or you, you see something. You're going to have to go back again. Yeah, so if you see something on imaging, then you go for a colonoscopy. A one-step test essentially is a colonoscopy where you do your washout and you have your test, and then that's it, because the test itself is therapeutic. But again, colonoscopy is not available to everybody, so it's very important that people just screen themselves in whatever way they're comfortable. Right. One other question, talking about washout. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people are age, a lot of women love to do that colonic cleanse or the colonic irrigation or mm. want this. sounds like the second podcast. No, <laughs> want these washouts. Would you recommend them or? Okay, so that's actually a really large topic. Okay. The easy answer is it's not recommended that people do regular colonics. The easy answer is that your colon is full of bacteria and the bacteria are very beneficial and unique to the person. And by taking physical washouts on a regular basis, you can disturb that microbiome okay. and have problems overall. There was a, there's a very large group that works with the probiotics and microbiome in Ireland, mm -hmm. and they were just actually had a talk about this, and one of the professors there was lamenting the fact that he, he answers this question quite a lot, because it is very, a, a very top of a concerning mm -hmm. question for people. Mm -hmm. so Not just recommended, generally. Right. Okay, so just eat a lot okay. of... Rubbage, a lot rubbish. of rubbish. Yeah. Right? Okay, cool. Okay, which is the best test? We, we went through that, and I think that is everything. What's that, Nikki? Oh, I was asking about colonic irrigation. I think that was the question that we were talking about. And a lot about. of persons tend to do it for various reasons, like yep. weight loss and... Well, constant. And Jamaicans tend to do the washout. Going back to school in September, you know, wash out. Really? So that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. Well, constipation is a whole other topic, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to talk about it? And there are things that we don't still talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to get talking about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, thank you so much, well, my husband. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It was lovely to be here. Thank you, my doctor. Thank you for letting me in the room. <laughs> And thank you, Kaylin, for our backup support. Yay. No worries. Alrighty. Okay. So this actually will be posted on Spotify, so mm -hmm. we will put the um, information to contact Adam Medical. Yes. Below. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of What the Fifty. Please show your love and encouragement by sharing, subscribing, and leaving a review wherever you're listening. And don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram. And please join our active Facebook group at what.the50.